0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Curve Balls and Share Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today?
1: Brandon, it is now 9 o'clock. I haven't eaten anything till 4 o'clock, and I'm drinking my first beer out of 3. It's going to be a great podcast, and I had a great day. How are you?
0: I am doing fantastic. So we're going to get sleepy, cranky, tired, drunk Dominic. Plus, the studio audience isn't here at the moment so Dominic might be able to say some things he's normally not allowed to say, but also that means the studio audience might just make a run and just, you know, destroy the whole thing and yell at everybody
1: or studio audience. I mean, well, I guess the mascot can be considered studio audience today, right? Oreo, you
0: can be the studio audience you can be barking and stuff.
1: Yeah, Dominic, you're the best dad in the world. Oh, look at that.
0: Oh, so cute. So we're going to start off with a little remembrance. We haven't done this uh, in a little bit, but it is the 15th. Anniversary, unfortunately, of Eddie Guerrero passing away, born 1967, unfortunately passed away on November 13th, 2005. So we just wanted a 15 year. Uh, I don't know if you call it an anniversary, but 15 years since he passed away. So we want to do something a little different on the podcast. Pay respects to Eddie Guerrero, one of the best of all time. Definitely a fan favorite, even though he might not be the greatest, the most successful wrestler of all time. But he's definitely one of those guys that transcends wrestling. People kind of all over the world know who he is. And he's always kind of a favorite of people, Dominic.
1: Um, Before we go into this, I just got a question for you. Um, When it comes to Eddie Guerrero, where would you list him in uh, you know of
0: all time where is he top 10 to you or where does he land for you so to speak so are you asking me personal favorites are you asking me who is if if he's the greatest wrestler if he's the greatest wrestler i'm not putting him in the top 10 but if it's favorite wrestlers of all time he definitely is around that 8 to 15 range that could possibly sneak into the top 10
1: uh, Of top ten of yours, or you think just in general fan favorite top eight to fifteen? You think?
0: Well, Dominic, I try to ask you the question. You didn't even answer my goddamn question.
1: Well, because I'm asking your question to another question. That's that. You know that I'm like Ryder Piper in this bitch right now. How are you
0: like Ryder Piper? Just be right when you think you have all the answers. I change the question. There we go. I was waiting to see if you're going to butcher it, but you didn't, Dominic. Good job because you're clear-minded for now for now and then i'm
1: gonna be fucking drunk in here in a minute but anyways back to it i would say i'm, I'm gonna say just favorites of all time you know i'm, I'm saying fan interaction titles you know entering performance story i'm saying like just all around uh i'm not gonna say wrestler. i'm not gonna say performer entertainer i'm gonna say wrestler where does he
0: rank once again, are we just talking in general? So we're just talking who is the most f- fan favorite wrestler of all time? That's just such a broad question. It's very hard to answer, Dominic. Okay, where does he land in yours? Oh, well, if you're paying attention, I said, you know, maybe somewhere between eight and fifteen possibly could crack the top ten. I don't know.
1: Okay. Okay. Dominic, I mean, where does he me- rank
0: in your favorites? Well, are you talking about fan favorite
1: or are you talking about, you know, greatest your I, person? I
0: what it, does oh. Eddie Guerrero make your personal top 10 favorite? Cause we all know Jeff Hardy's number one. I mean, obviously it's either I'm Jeff Hardy number or 20 Page. I'm just going to ignore like you didn't say that. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I mean, I, he said, I would
1: probably, I'd, pro- I would probably agree with you somewhere in that, you know, I would probably, I would say he's a good 10 just because I feel like there's a lot of other wrestlers that, you know. I I think charisma wise, he's probably top, top of that, of that list. But I mean, he did, you know, have a couple setbacks and, you know, he did get put in a couple storylines that maybe didn't fit him too well. So, I mean, I have to agree with you actually eight, 15 for me personally, probably more closer to 15 than, you know, top 10, but um, you know, going, going into remembering Eddie, I've, I've, I've told the story about, 50, 60 times on the podcast about how I was there, Brandon. I was there his very last televised match. I was there at the Cow Palace with my daddy and my auntie. I was there. It was, uh, who was it? It was Randy Orton, Cowboy Bob Orton, and Mr. Kennedy. And then it was Batista, Eddie, and Piper. I was there. And it was the greatest night of my life.
0: And speaking of Eddie in the Cow Palace, obviously 2004, no way out. One of the most memorable moments in WWE history. That's one of those times that I kind of wish I was able to go to wrestling shows when I was a kid. I didn't I haven't, you know, Dominic, you're lucky your family took you to wrestling shows. I didn't go to my first wrestling show until I was like 18 or 17 or something like that. So I wasn't able to. I mean, I wouldn't say like you could. I wouldn't say like they took me. That was the
1: only one I ever went to. I More mean, I unless you went to one who- like me. And then you know, I, just, you, I drug you to shows before you know before we did the pre- podcast, pretty much. But I mean, I, I would have to say it, if it wasn't for you, I probably would never have got into wrestling as I did. I remember the the real first pay per view I ever saw was at your house, and that was Survivor Series
0: 2000. God, God, I don't even remember. I just remember, and I still say I do not remember whatever the fuck you're talking about. I,
1: I wish, I wish there was a way I could like. Figure out which one it was. I just remember I called you, your house and I said, Brandon said I can come over and watch this wrestling show. And your mom was like, oh, okay, sure. Cause you know, you told me about it and I kind of invited myself over, you know, but some you know, things
0: never change.
1: Fuck you. I was gonna say, you know, maybe that was the breaking point of, you know, or not the breaking point. Maybe that was the start of, you know, a new friendship or something like that. Cause you know, you and my brother, best friends
0: but exactly in a preferred painting. One of the greatest San Lorenzo farm teams of all time. Hey, can't deny it. Can't
1: deny it. But you know, if it, I, I have to give you that respect that if it wasn't, I'm not going to, okay, if you can't remember it, I won't give you that much respect, but I mean, I do vaguely remember going to your house and watching survivor series. 2000, like four or something
0: like that. I don't know. Pretty sure it wasn't 2004. I don't think, I don't know who knows, but let's, get into the sports. We're going to talk about baseball first, like we normally do. And we have some fantastic ginormous, huge news to discuss. The Are impact. you getting assigned to the A's? No, still never called oh. me back. I applied for uh, some job, like, you know, in February, but then a pandemic happened and then it never got back to me. You know, it wouldn't be the first time I applied to a job and no one's replied. Maybe,
1: back. maybe I'll tag the A's in this and be like, Hey, you guys uh, didn't hook up my boy. You know, I, I, I'm you know Kerbos and Cheshire has a huge Twitter following, so you know maybe they'll they'll, they'll
0: recognize you. And we're uh, emerging on the Instagram. You know, I don't know who the hell the guy is, but some like minor league baseball player followed us. Oh wait, Dawkins? No, not Ian Dawkins. Oh, let's see. Okay. I can find him out real real quick.
1: Wait, As is it? Didn't he get called up to the actual major? No, he's still in minors. Or do you do you know? Or I don't know. Mm. You know who? You know who would know the ham? The ham? The ham. Do we call him ham? Do we call him ham or do we just call him Matt? Or wait I mean.
0: What are you talking about? I I don't know. I don't know, but I think this motherfucker bamboozled me. He followed me and then I followed him back and then he unfollowed me. So I have to go try to find him and then unfollow him. (laughs) He got the like and said, oh God, these guys are
1: fucking trash. And then just unfollowed us. And I can't remember what his name is. And I have jokes on him because, you know, maybe if he would have stayed, maybe I would have told you to reach out. Maybe, you know. Fill them out, maybe get, you know, some, you know, ask them some questions, maybe get them on the pod, you know, but you know what? Fuck it.
0: Yeah, fuck it. Even though now I'm trying to scroll through. Shout out Daily Burrow, some some person who just posts. Joe Burrow pictures, the same p- picture every single day. What's the gimmick? I just push, post in every single day. I don't exactly know why, but uh, yeah, uh that's the type of content we got uh follow in curveballs and cherry shots on the, on the Instagram. If you'd like to follow the curveballs and share shots on the Instagram, it's curveballs and CS. So there you go. But before we got completely sidetracked, we have the first ever female general manager in major North American sports. Not just baseball, but just major North American sports. I don't even know what it's like over there in Europe or anything like that, but this is huge news. We have Kim Ng, the new general manager for the Miami Marlins. The Marlins making the playoffs surprisingly so last or this year. And now they get another upgrade signing Kimming to their front office staff. Dominic, really big news. Everyone is very happy for her because this isn't just the Miami Marlins being woke and just, you know, giving this woman a shot because they're trying to be, you know, cool and virtue signal or anything like this. This this woman, she has been in MLB for 30-plus years. So let's be honest. She probably should have been a GM before that, but she has eight postseason appearances six league championship series appearances as well as three world series rings god damn not that
1: i didn't know any of that because you know i i pay attention to news and everything dominic knows i know everything i'm woke um good because you have a pop
0: quiz coming up dominic
1: shit um what i was gonna say was marlins i think are ahead of the game the past couple of years, they've just been doing everything, in my opinion, a little bit better, faster than everyone else. Um, again, you stated made the playoffs somehow this year. I mean, I granted shorter season, and you know, some of the some players and some teams weren't playing, so maybe a little bit easier. But um, I got to hand it the Marlins. I'm 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 rooting for them. You know,
0: I'm rooting for them. Well, Dominic, we you have any thoughts on Kim Inc. being the, the general manager? I mean,
1: I honestly, I know you're all, such
0: a big Kimming fan. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cause you know, I totally
0: know her
1: backstory and everything. Of course. Brandon, and I just you know. read I
0: just read it on the podcast. That's normally what I do. I just give you all the information right now and then you just react to it. Yeah. Pretty. I mean, I mean, I'm reacting. K-fabe, so. K-fabe. Oh, well, well, what,
1: what was her role before getting the GM Brandon?
0: Well, I don't have the exact rules, but. She was part of the Chicago White Sox from 90 to 96, the New York Yankees from 98 to 2001, which is where she you know, gets her World Series rings from. And she was on the L.A. Dodgers from 2002 to 2011, and she served in the MOB commissioner's office from 2011 to 2020. So let's be honest, she's okay. overqualified for this position. It's kind of a shame that a woman has to be overqualified to be the first GM.
1: Yeah, but I mean – hey, you got to start somewhere. If this is what it takes to get a woman in a GM spot, hopefully then this will, you know, not not to say she needs to prove anything, but hopefully this will open people's eyes and be like, look, there are pe- people that are far way more qualified than some of these men.
0: And I hope it's not, you know, giving her a shot. And if she fails, then that just means that no one's going to hire any other woman. But we're seeing in the NBA that the NBA is making steps. They have the woman's uh, coach over there at the, on the uh, Spurs and I think the NBA and the WNBA, you know, basketball, it's kind of one of those things that basketball is basketball. It's very easy to translate over. And we've seen some coaches in the NFL ranks as well. So hopefully we see more women in higher powers in sports. Now, can I, can I ask a really stupid, okay, it's not stupid. I just, I got a legitimate question here, Brandon.
1: Do you think we will see an actual female player in our lifetime? In any male sports? I would say an MLB, but sure, fuck it. Any male. Okay, well, I'm talking, you know, not like UFC where they have a women's division. I mean like an actual like let's say baseball I think we the actually closest, see in our lifetime.
0: I think the closest would be a woman pitcher. I don't think we're gonna see, you know, a woman play in the NBA, which it could happen. We don't know. I mean, maybe there's some woman LeBron James out there who just sets the world on fire and she goes over to the nba and dominates or at least is you know one of the better players in the league but i think a pitcher is kind of one of those things to where you just have to be crafty shifty she doesn't have to throw 100 miles an hour she can dot it up you know have supreme control that can be good enough see because i i'm in the mindset
1: of you know in my opinion, and, you know, hopefully it doesn't come off wrong, oh, I don't shit. see here we go. I don't, no, 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 no. I don't see it happening in the NFL. I just feel like you know, you have big, beefy men, you know, not not to say, you know, a dainty woman would be, you know, the the running back or something like that. Nice. But Put I, some
0: I, respect, Summer Ray, world-renowned <laughs> lingerie football player. Okay,
1: but uh, lingerie football player, not, you know, going toe-to-toe with freaking you know, Marshawn Lynch or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, it's a different you know not sport but a different you know game practically but you know if i i would say it would be the, the the mlb but i don't see them being like a key player i see them being more of like a yeah we'll put you on the team but we're not going to play you so that's why i i i don't think it would happen in our lifetime maybe long after we're dead
0: well, I mean, probably by the time we're dead, you know, we're just kind of robots playing sports at this point. But going from some really good hirings and good news in terms of sports to some not so good news. Talked about Tony La Russa being the new uh, manager for the Chicago White Sox. We talked about maybe it was cronyism that the White Sox owner basically told Tony that if you want the job, it's yours. You, you don't really have to interview, but we're going to go through the process anyways. And it's yours. It doesn't really matter. And then. This past week, it came out that Tony Larusa in February was busted for his second DUI. The White Sox became aware of this the day before, or at least knew of it the day before the hiring, and decided to go along with it anyways. Don McNaught, it wasn't really a really good look, I think, for Tony Larusa to get the job in the first place. And then now you add the DUI on top of it. It's been a few days now. There's no seems like there's going to be no repercussions in terms of a firing or something or another like that. It's just kind of a, another bad look with this of deal.
1: No, let me ask, do you think it should be the White Sox that should come out and maybe, you know, hand out a punishment or some, something? Or do you think MLB will probably end up coming out and being like, look, you know, you just you got hired right before it, but this is your second one. We need you to go to some type of training or, you know,
0: something like that. Do you think MLB will step in? I mean, we already seen that the White Sox aren't going to do anything because they knew about it and they didn't do anything about it. So I I take that as a no, MLB will not be stepping in. I don't know what the hell MLB is going to be doing. It's only been out for a few days now. Maybe they find them. Don't think they're going to suspend them or anything like that. But I think it's just kind of a funny ha-ha moment, even though DUIs are not funny. But just the transcript and Tony LaRa being like, "You know who I am he he pulled that card I'm a Hall of famer baseball guy bro showed him the ring, flexed on him. wonder which ring I didn't read the article I didn't know which ring it was Maybe it was eighty nine i mean let, 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 let's be honest here he wasn't technically hired
1: then, so I mean, I mean, what are you gonna do about it you, He wasn't with the organization technically yet you can't really hold him to it, but I, I do think there should be some type of you know, news release, press release, whatever you want to call it, and just being like, look, we don't condone it. He wasn't with us, though, so we can't do anything about it. But, you know, he's taking steps and, you know, to sobriety or, you know,
0: like just do some stupid little thing. From the Chicago White Sox, drinking and driving is bad. Okay. There you go. That's all I got to do. Okay, sure, whatever. Now let's move on into the MLB Awards that took place this week. They had uh, an award show every single day don't really know what we're going to talk about. We can dive into it a little bit. Most of these are kind of foregot conclusions, but we have the manager of the year award. Talked about the Miami Marlins. Don Maddenly wins his, let's see. He has, he's the first or the fifth, sorry, person ever to win a manager of the year award and an MVP. So shout out Donnie baseball on that. And then over at the American league. Now this is voted on after the regular season, but, before the playoffs start or wherever the timing is, Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays is named the American <laughs> League manager. As, you know, some people might have had that same reaction. Dominic, do you think – I listen to uh, Dallas Braden's podcast. I know you just love Dallas Braden starting nine over at Barstool. They discussed that maybe manager of the year should be one of those awards that is taken into effect or voted on after the playoffs because, let's be honest, the managers, they're not really, you know, getting – Whatever you know, you're not really like inspecting every little movement they movement they make during the play or during the regular season. It's more what you do in the playoffs. Do you agree with that statement that the manager of the year should be the only award, or maybe just lump all the other awards together and vote after the playoffs? See, I'm torn because part of me wants to say I
1: 100% fully agree because what will happen this year? He makes, in everybody's opinion, one fatal flaw. But then again, you can have, you know, just because your team doesn't make it to the playoff doesn't mean you weren't the best manager. Just, you know, that could have just been other reasons behind it. Maybe teams got hot when your team wasn't, stuff like that. So I'm kind of surprised.
0: If you were to vote at this very moment, who would be your manager that you're taking into account the playoffs? Because I think. Don Mattingly, I think that's a good, safe pick, obviously with everything that happened with the Marlins COVID at the beginning of the season. But I think we're going to go with the American League and take the playoffs into account. How do you think Dusty Baker has a strong argument? I know the, they finished under five hundred, but the playoff run they made into the championship series, Dusty Baker has a pretty solid argument to win manager of the year. I, I 100% agree with you. But you got to look up to,
1: you know, You got to look what the devil uh, almost said. The devil rays, holy shit! What the rays did up until that point. I feel like the rays were a better team. They were a uh, better, just all around better. So, going off of that, you would give it to cash. But who's to say that you know if if cash would have won? Okay, let me let me ask you this then: If cash would have, if they if the rays would have won the World Series, would you even have making the argument of he d- doesn't deserve it because he, oh, he won the World Series. Of course, he's the best manager. Or would you still try to say, like, no, Dusty Baker had a good shot of it?
0: And that's why the playoffs, if you were to, you know, look at it and vote on this at the end of the year, that definitely would come into account because the Rays have a low payroll, don't really have any stars outside of maybe their starting pitching with Blake Still and Tyler Glass now, and they're able to make it work. They were the best team in the regular season, the best team in the playoffs. Boom, Kevin Cash, no-brainer. But but you would but not you not hold
1: you would hold cash. You would not give him So let's say you do take account everything else. And because of he that had one. Arguably
0: play, the worst coaching decision we've seen in some time.
1: Or at least the most okay, okay. But still though, you would hold that against him. That one mistake, which okay, yeah, it was the big most likely the hey, biggest they mistake. Almost,
0: they almost blew a, a 3-1 lead, or 3 0 lead. I
1: know, but I'm just saying, though, so you would hold that against him and say you're not the best
0: manager now. I'm just saying, if you look at it in total, Dusty Baker, I'm not saying I think it's between Dusty and Kevin Cash. I'm not saying Kevin Cash shouldn't have won. I just think it's kind of funny that after all this turmoil, I mean, hell, uh, Renteria got fired from the White Sox. He was the finalist, and if he would have won, that would have been really funny, but that's not what happened. Kevin Cash won. I think deservingly so these two guys won manager of the year now. Let's move over to Rookie of the Year. Pretty sure Dominic and I don't have too much to talk about here. Uh, in the National League, we have Devin Williams, a relief pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. Absolutely shoved a .33 ERA and a .090 batting average. Fantastic. I believe he only allowed one run the entire year. God damn, That's not bad. It ain't that bad. Then moving over to the American League, a unanimous selection, Kyle Lewis from the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Average 262, 11 home runs, 37 37 runs, 34 walks. And, I mean, being an Oakland A's fan, watching him play every now and then, I mean, this kid is legit. The Mariners, if they have enough pieces put together and stay healthy, they can be uh, fun and dangerous in the next coming years. They can be, you know, the next Astros possibly.
1: I don't. I I can see it happening. I just don't think it will. I think. I I think the two, the two, the three teams that we have now: A's, Astros, Angels, will reign dominant for a long time. But again, great. That's that's pretty good
0: for being a rookie. So, all right. Now let's move on to the Cy Young Awards, and this Dominic is where your pop quiz will be taking place, and it's apropos because we're talking about the Cy Young Award that we're going to talk about. A pitching staff, Dominic, I'm going to ask you who was the best pitching staff in the American League. And Before you answer, I'm going to rattle off some stats for you. So this pitching staff had a 3.29 ERA, first in the American League, allowed only 440 hits, which is the best in the American League, 209 runs allowed, 621 strikeouts, and a 1.114 whip. Everything I just rattled off the best in the American League, Dominic. Which team was that? Uh uh, well let's see Beaver wants a Cleveland. Ding 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 Dominic you are correct it is the Cleveland Indians. Oh, and this is also the team that Dominic said when we talked about Francisco Lindor, the uh, team that needs pitching when talked about the Lindor trade.
1: Hang on, sorry I was like fucking trying to mute when I was unmuted. Whatever. Um, well I'm not gonna say they need pitching. I'm just saying you know.
0: It was something to trade for,
1: you know, but whatever. I don't know shit. Okay.
0: Leave me alone. Don't yell at me. Yell at the messenger. I just got, I received this question. I'm just rattling it off. I'll just Wait, say. You have, whoa, 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 whoa. You received a question? I'm just saying. I, I received this pop quiz. I'll just say it was asked to me through the points and doinks. Group chat. Oh, um, yeah. So let me guess. Was it Tyler? I cannot confirm, nor deny. Who wasn't?
1: I want to talk shit to this person. Who wasn't?
0: I mean, you're on the right track. I'm not saying you're right. But I don't want to call
1: Tyler the punk-ass bitch for trying to think I'm stupid. But, you know, if it was Travis, you know, I don't want to call him a
0: punk-ass bitch for thinking I'm stupid. I mean, if it was Tyler, don't you think maybe Tyler would not put it through the group chat? Maybe you just text me individually? I will just say, you know, normally when me and Travis are texting it, you know, usually it's through the points. of doing group chat. Oh, well, touche, touche, touche. Have anything to say to Travis Gunderson? You know, not re- no. I'm not saying he wrote this question or anything with the top <laughs> quiz, but you know, I know you guys got beef, both literal and figurative, with your uh, steak competition. That's definitely going to happen sooner rather than later. Slash basketball, I mean, two on two in slides <laughs> competition.
1: <laughs> you know, my, I'm not. I'm not going to season this beef any more than it already is because you know
0: it's already over for him so let's just go on to the next questions well we don't have any questions right now but we will talk about the cy young and apropos we had two well one former cleveland indian and one current cleveland indian congratulations mr x the cincinnati reds have their first ever cy young award winner trevor bauer wins the award leading the national league in ERA 1.73 ERA plus two seven, six and a 0.79 whip. I mean, we talked about this. I, you know, I know Mr. X asked the question, like at the end of the season, at first I said Degrom, but then now looking at the numbers, obviously Trevor Bauer was the good pick when Trevor Bauer, you Darvish and then Jacob de definitely made sense. And then on the American league, a unanimous choice, the first ever unanimous choice in the Amer- well, the first one since 2011. We have Shane Bieber, the better beaver. He wins the Cy Young unanimous. We all knew this was going to happen. I think it was just a matter of if maybe he would win the MVP. He did not. But both of these guys had absolutely phenomenal years. And as I predicted, you know, maybe this was going to be the season of the pitcher. And it kind of was, but it wasn't, you know, there was definitely some offense
1: to be had. I'll give it to you, you, you know, you, you kind of called that. But, you know, I uh, I totally forgot to look up the Gmail, which I just did when you were just doing on that long tangent. Um, so I don't really want to ask this question just yet. So I'm going to hold off on anything Bauer-related till Mr. X's questions.
0: Then finally, we have the MVP awards in the National League. We kind of thought this was going to happen, but we have Freddie Freeman winning his first ever MVP. He led the major leagues in runs with 51 and second in the MLB in OPS, and second in the National League in average, OBP in slugging. I mean, we kind of knew this was gonna happen. I think over the American League was more the question mark. We had if I can kind of remember, we had Jose Abreu, we had Jose Ramirez, and who was the third. Sai or not Sai Young? Who was the third MVP? Dominic, come on! You got to help me out here before I. Try uh, to...
1: Brandon Tanguma. Close. It was, it
0: was was not Brandon Tanguma. It was DJ LeMahieu. How can I forget LeMahieu? Kind of the forgotten superstar over there on the Yankees. But yes, Jose Ram- or Jose Abreu wins the uh, MVP. So congratulations to those fellows, Dominic. Anything you got to say about that?
1: Good for them. I'm already on my second seltzer.
0: Ah, shit. Now, uh, we have our first real big signing in MLB free agency. We have Marcus Stroman, who opted out of the COVID season after playing. I think we're getting the minimal time that he needed to get uh, service time or something or another. He bowed out. We thought maybe he didn't like the Mets. We saw that happen with Cespedes as well, but he accepts the qualifying offer for the Mets. So Stroman will be coming back. Now, Dominic, do you think? Uh, the whole COVID situation with him backing out at the beginning was just business. Was there maybe something to do with maybe he didn't like the team all that much, but now that we have a new owner and maybe he's kind of looking around and seeing that maybe he's not going to get that much money. It's a new owner, new front office, and it's a new culture, possibly uh, Stroman, you know, in, I don't want to say aging, because he's still relatively young, but he's kind of fallen off from his heydays with the, uh, the blue Jays. I totally think it's, the best option for him at the
1: time at the moment now bowing out the beginning of the season. I, I feel like a lot of people didn't know what was going to happen. You know, you, you had the NBA doing their thing. You had other uh, countries and sports doing their own thing. So I I think a lot of people were kind of skeptical about how MLB was going to work, which if you think about it, it wasn't too bad. You know, Cardinals had their issues and, um, I know there's a couple other people had, you know, a couple other teams that had their issues, but for the most part, it went better than I expected. So I think it was probably his way of just being like, you know what, I'm just going to not risk it for the biscuit, but you know, I I think it's the perfect fit for him, you know, get, get your money and just, you know, be comfortable.
0: I think it's kind of weird of him accepting the qualifying offer. Cause normally it's just a formality that they offer the, uh, the player, the, whatever they offer the offer makes a lot of sense right there. And then they decline it just so they can try to get more money elsewhere, but he accepted it. I think Stroman can be a good, you know, third piece in that rotation behind DeGrom. So you have to wait and see. Hopefully Stroman can get his shit together on that front. But, now,
1: but the other thing too, is you can, if he can prove himself that he's worth more money, maybe he's trade bait and he, they can get traded for, you know, something with like the that.
0: trades all the time. Yeah. Speaking of trades. See what you did there, Dominic, even though you haven't even seen the script whatsoever. We have James Harden and Russell Westbrook possibly wanting to get out of Houston. I can't can't remember if we talked about this or not on the podcast, but there's rumors about possibly uh, James Harden getting traded to the 76ers. Russ apparently is not very happy with the situation over there, Dominic. So what are you thinking will happen between these two superstars in Houston? So the way I was looking at this was
1: you had originally Harden and CP3, and they were, oh, great, you know, a great one-two punch. Didn't get the job done. You bring in Westbrook, who, in my opinion, better than CP3. Doesn't get the job done. Is It has to be, to my opinion, it is Harden's fault. I feel like Harden is, you know, not to take anything away that he's a great player. I just feel like he has to be the centerpiece. It doesn't matter what team you're on and what superstars are aligned with him. He has to be the number one player. So going to the 76ers for, I don't know who would you you be sending Ben Simmons? Would it be a one and one or would, you know, I don't know what they would give up, but I, I don't know how well of a fit it would be for the 76ers, but I know somebody like a Westbrook going there would probably be a lot better him and Embiid teaming up I think would be great great chemistry so I I blame it all on Harden I think he you know punk ass bitch so
0: that's that's my take on it hot takes hot takes so uh, I believe next Wednesday we're gonna have the NBA draft so you know by the time we have our next episode there might be some moves taking place with draft picks and everything like that Dominic do you think we're going to see any big names traded or maybe some teams moving draft picks and anything like that. Do you see any big things happening on the draft next week? Do you want my actual thoughts or do you want my warrior, my selfish warrior picks? Okay, give me your, your hot take, your real hot take at the beginning, and then give me your fanboy opinion at the end.
1: Hot take is LeBron James. I'm joking. Actually, I don't really think I have a lot of hot takes. I mean, I, I do see Westbrook or Harden, one of them probably, most likely Westbrook getting traded out of Houston. Um, but I, I know Ben Simmons is on the chopping block, but my opinion, I don't find Ben Simmons that hot of a commodity. Honestly, I, nothing real hot is to be said right now. My selfish pick, though, would be Giannis going to the Warriors for, you know, probably like Draymond and maybe some draft picks or something like that. But that's just my selfishness.
0: Okay, so going off the Warriors, your real opinion. Do the Warriors draft somebody? Do they trade the pick for a big name or do they kind of move back a little bit and make like you know a little dink and dunk, you know, make a move, but they're still gonna get a draft pick in the first round? I
1: I think they're gonna try to reach a deal for somebody that will gel with Steph Clay and most likely Draymond. Will that happen? Most likely not. So I think they'll probably draft no matter what. Now, that maybe they draft somebody in the middle of the year before deadline. They draft they trade, which is possible. But, I mean, I, to my knowledge, your starting lineup is Steph, Clay, uh, Draymond, Wiggins. And I f- want to say Wiggins? Or did said I already Wiggins. Say, you said, Wiggins, I said twice. Wiggins twice. I mean, Looney, sorry. But... Uh, Honestly, I don't even know. I, I know they need a better. Not to say Looney's not good, but they they definitely need a solid center, somebody that can play defense and you know, get the boards and you know, and, and honestly score. But I I don't know who would trade or you know I don't watch college basketball, so I don't know who to who to draft. But Lamelo Ball, baby. Oh, I swear to fucking God, if they draft a ball, I might not watch Warrior Basketball anymore.
0: Oh, you don't want to see Levar Ball waddling into NBC Sports' desk and just giving all his hot takes? Pretty
1: much. I mean, not to take anything for, away from LaMelo, but it's, it's just – is he, is he going to start? No, he's going to come off the bench. So it, it's kind of like where, where does he fit in? I think it would be more of a publicity stunt than
0: if, if anything. All right, you can't blame me if this podcast goes really long because I didn't think we were going to get this much out of you with the NBA. But we still got a little bit more to talk about. We're going to kind of combine these two stories together with the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, hiring or, I guess, promoting a head coach. We have Mark. I should have practiced his name. They hired. They promoted Mark. Shout out, Mark. He got promoted. I Exactly. He got promoted. And there's also some news out there that possibly CP3 is on the chopping block. And a rumor that has kind of picked up some steam is the Phoenix Suns. The Suns were the best, hottest team in the regular season bubble. They did, weren't able to, you know, climb their way back and win. I believe they were undefeated, but they still weren't able to uh, make the playoffs. But cp 3 possibly the Phoenix Suns, I don't like it personally because I think he's like overlaps too much with Devin Booker. And I think Devin Booker right now is a better player than cp 3 I know, you know, veteran mentorship and all that could help but i just don't see that being a good fit with the sons
1: is it safe to say that cp3 is the greatest one of the greatest players of all time not
0: to win a championship i uh, know that'd be charles barkley
1: once again safe to say that cp3 is the greatest one of the great one of the one of the greatest players i like play cp3 but you know i feel like he's a tad bit overrated okay no i i, I can see that i can see that but Going to the Suns, you know what? I feel like no matter where he goes, he's going to be fucking easy. He's going to get stuck on a team that can get to the playoffs but not win. So wherever he goes,
0: good luck. Uh, Your thoughts on Mark getting promoted? Do you think that if CP3 gets traded away, do you see the Thunder doing anything this year?
1: Goddamn no.
0: All right, now let's move into everyone's second favorite segment on the show.
1: Uh, Hang on. I'm
0: thinking it must be Dominic's picks. Bum bum. So Dominic went 500 this past week, unfortunately, for week nine. And after having a terrible week last week, I bounced back. I went 11 and three, while Dominic went seven and seven, bringing Dominic's record to 83 52 and one. I have an 88 47. And one record going back to Thursday night, the Indianapolis Colts double up the Tennessee Titans, same exact score from last week's Thursday night game. The Titans got off to a good start early. The Colts defense showed why they are one of the best defenses in the league. This was a divisional matchup and special teams, came to bite the Titans in the ass, a blocked punt for a touchdown. Steven Gaskowski, who is for some reason automatic from beyond 50 yards, but can't hit anything from inside 40. It's strange. I don't know what's going on with him. So that's 10 points you leave on the board. And the uh, Colts able to get a big win against the Titans. Now we sometimes we get bad Phillip Rivers, good Phillip Rivers. This was good Phillip Rivers, Dominic. Do you think the Colts are a legit contender in the AFC
1: I think so. I I don't know. I don't see them really going far in playoffs, but I definitely can see them, you know, definitely cracking the first round. Definitely. Phillip Rivers, you know, I I don't know what to say about him. I I really legitimately liked him with the Chargers, as much as I hated when the Raiders played against him, because there was always that chance of him just going off at the last second and, and making that game winning score and everything. But I legitimately liked him in the Chargers with Indy. I, I'm kind of on the fence because, like like you just said, we have good and bad Phillip. But I could see them making playoffs and cracking the first round. I don't know how far they would go, but I definitely see them making it.
0: Yeah, as I said, the Colts, fantastic defense. It's just that offense is very, one might say, suspect, Dominic. Uh, just because yes. – like. Sorry, sus, because I'm trying to be cool and hip with the kids because I play Among Us and have TikTok and stuff. But, uh, I I mean, they don't have, like, a superstar on their offensive side. You know, they have T.Y. Hilton, who is just M.I.A. I don't even know what the fuck's going on with them. You know, Jonathan Taylor, high rookie draft pick he's not really panned out or at least they're not really using him like a high rookie draft pick and it's like you, you kind of hold your breath with them so i think it, once you get to the playoffs and you but you have that veteran presence with philip rivers he can kind of guide you and not really in theory maybe not fuck up the way a rookie or a younger quarterback would but that's kind of what philip rivers does so It's kind of one of those teams that has potential if they get everything right, that they can do some damage. I kind of agree with you. I don't see them, you know, beating that higher echelon team like the Steelers or the Chiefs. But, you know, they're kind of in that mid-tier that if they are that team that gets super-duper hot at the end of the season, they could make some noise.
1: The question, though, you got to ask is, was this good Phillip Rivers and great defense, or do you you blame anything on Tannehill? Because I feel like Tannehill, since last season, has just been – one of those quarterbacks that you're like, you know, holy shit, this guy's great, but this season maybe hasn't been, you know, he didn't really come into this season as hot as he left last season. So do you blame anything on Tannehill or do you think this is just the Colts game?
0: I put more of it on the Colts defense. Cause I knew coming into this game that the Colts were, they were legit defensively and they, they really want to ride Tennessee. That is Derrick Henry. And if they, I mean, with the 10 points that are left on the board, they had to play catch up and they had to throw the ball on That's Really not what they want to do. Yeah. They have a good core with Corey Davis and AJ Brown, but they really want to run the ball that when you're down 17 points, you're not really able to do that. But, uh, as I said, I picked Tennessee to win the AFC. I'm not super confident in that pick right now, but, uh, I'm I'm trying to you know push them along and get them going because I mean they're not exactly the team I thought they would be like they have they've you know splashes of greatness here and there but uh, this this was kind of a clunker but it was a Thursday night game it's kind of hard to really put too much emphasis on a Thursday night game uh, I mean usually those are kind of hard to bounce back from but you know
1: what we'll wait and see what happens next week which we, we'll go into right now well technically, it is this week. Thursday
0: was still this just week. This week, last week, whatever. He gives a shit. Just get into the next game. Come on. Anyways, we have the Houston Texans taking on the Cleveland Browns. Now, this game is in some sort of jeopardy. The Browns have a positive COVID test. Now, we, we've kind of seen that they the NFL really doesn't want to cancel any games or postpone games because that just messes everything up. So, I think this game will be played. But uh, Houston taking on Cleveland. Looks like we're going to have some more inclement weather in Cleveland. We saw that in the Raider game. Dominic uh, Nick Chubb will, I believe, be back in this game. David Johnson will not be in this game. So one team getting their starting running back, one team will be without it.
1: See, i I need to, I need to, I need this week to be my week. So I hope every, I, I'm going to make the declaration right now. I hope every pick I make is going to be the right pick. It's going to be the the correct pick. It's going to be the best. Best pick for me to pick, pickety, pick, pick, pick. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns.
0: And I will go with the Houston Texans. I think they've been playing some good football since they fired Bill O'Brien. Now, if it is inclement weather, I think that definitely helps the Browns because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is a better core than Duke Johnson and whoever the hell they scrape off the practice squad. But I think Houston uh, will win. I think they're going to get it together, maybe, maybe you know, patch some holes a bit defensively, but I think Houston gets the win here. Then we have a tank bowl. We got the Washington football team taking on the Detroit Lions. Both these teams, not exactly that great, but I think there's some some bright spots, especially on the football team uh, over there. I think their defense is very underrated. I think they have a great front seven. Could give Matt Stafford some fits.
1: I will go with the Washington football team. I feel like the Detroit Lions haven't been playing the best football they can be playing this season. So I will go with the Washington football
0: team. Alex Smith will begin his first start since that horrific leg injury. Kennedy Galladay I believe will not be in this game. I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the football team. The football team get the win then we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Carolina for a divisional matchup. Tampa Bay got their brains beat in Sunday night against the New Orleans Saints. Trying to, Don't remind
1: uh, me, please. I'm fucking still pissed off about that day.
0: I am sorry about that, but trying to get a bounce back. I think they will. I think Tampa Bay wins this. Maybe not decisively, but I think they will look a lot better than they did on Sunday night. I will agree, especially because McCaffrey
1: is not playing. So I will go with Tampa Bay as well.
0: Any thoughts on Tampa Bay? Do you think it's just a one-off, or do you think there might be some? Uh, you know, Saints are good, so maybe that was another thing. Would you, you read anything to Sunday night? I mean,
1: Drew Brees is a hell of a quarterback. You had you have a great running back, a great wide receiver on the Saints. I can't really say it was, you know, they're the. I mean, they are the better team. I, I will say, but. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. You got to give it to him. And I feel like he just wasn't playing that night. I think that wasn't Tom Brady. That was like, you know, some other Tom Brady that we never want to see again.
0: Then we have a lovely NFC East matchup that we all can't wait to see. We have the Philadelphia Eagles, the number one team in the NFC East with a 3-4-1 and one record, I believe. Fantastic. Taking on the New York football Giants, who only have two wins on the season, and those two wins were against the football team. Dominic, the Giants played the Eagles close last time. It will be in the Meadowlands. Does that make a difference, and can the Giants upset the Eagles? I will stick with my Eagles, I think. And I will go, apparently, since they're your Eagles, I will go with my Giants. Nerd. I know. Then we get the Jacksonville Jaguars led by Jake Lutton, taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. Jake Lutton went up against the Texans last weekend, you know, got off to a a hot start, came up short, but there were some flashes of, you know, it was pretty good even though it was the Texans. But uh, I think Green Bay wins this pretty decisively and uh, nothing nothing too much to uh, really talk about here.
1: percent, 100% agree. I know the Packers are getting their core back, with I think Jones and Williams. So I'm, I'm I wholeheartedly go with green Bay.
0: Now let's move on to the afternoon games. A lot of afternoon games this time because of the masters taking place. So a little wonky schedule in here, we get a really good matchup here. A, the Buffalo bills traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun high scoring matchup and your boy actually threw down some money on the afternoon games. I got a five game parlay. So this, th- this is going to be very intense, but I got the bills winning this game. I think I will go with Arizona
1: just because I think Kyler, I want to see me cry. Well, that too, but um, I think Kyler Murray, what he's been doing this season has been very great. So I think we'll continue to, to make everybody a believer in Arizona and the fact that I have their defense and I really
0: want them to do well. Well, last week, Kyler Murray was fantastic, but he still lost because he went up against the Miami, not the Marlins, the Dolphins, and Tua Tonga-Vailoa, and in this week, Tua hosts the Los Angeles Chargers, so two rookie quarterbacks. Tua, fantastic game last week, not so great game two weeks ago, but he didn't have to do anything because that defense was phenomenal. Dominic, what do you think is going to happen here in this rookie showcase? I don't know, Brandon. Who do you got? Well, I'm hammering the over in this game, so I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, and I think Justin Harebear gets it done in Miami. I don't even know what the weather is like. It might be a fucking hurricane for all I know, but the Chargers will win this game.
1: You know what? Because you did so well last week, I'll give you this one. I'll go with the Chargers as well.
0: Well, I was trying to talk to Siri. Siri, what's the weather looking like in Miami? Oh, it's looking kind of sunny. Oh, it's Four perfect because
1: I'm, I'm out of beer. I need to go make another salsa run. So talk for like two minutes.
0: Well, Siri's telling me then Miami, it's going to be 84 and sunny. So it's going to be perfect weather for them to just sling it all over the place for the over to hit. I don't even know. I don't even know what I bet on this game. Let's see what I believe the over was 51. If I can uh, scramble through my text message, because you know, I have so many text messages, just I'm such a famous person. Uh, this game was set at 48 and a half. And I thought that's a, that's an easy one. 48 and a half. I think this game will be a barn burner. So many points scored here. So then we go to Dominic's favorite matchup of the week. The Las Vegas Raiders will host the Denver Broncos. Drew Lock puts on for his city and he's traveling to Las Vegas. Dominic, I think you know, I think I know who you got. I will also go with the Las Vegas Raiders. That is, unless you think Drew Lock can pull off the upset.
1: Well, Drew Locke will not pick up the – will not make the upset. I think uh, uh, – I don't think anyone's injured, and I don't think anyone's on COVID. So, yeah, Las Vegas has to be a shoe-in, right?
0: I hope so, and this is another game where I bet the over. This one I'm not so confident about, 51, the over. A little shaky on that one, but uh, I'm going to hope for the best. Now, moving on to – Hang hang
1: on, by the way, i got to say this real quick. Kirkland's Black Cherry Seltzer – tastes exactly like an adult capri sun that makes you want to try one
0: there you go hashtag not sponsored but if you want to sponsor us holla at your boys then we have a fun nfc west showdown we have the seattle seagulls traveling to inglewood to take on the los angeles rams uh people are thinking this could be a showdown because the seattle seagulls defense cannot stop a nosebleed uh, but the rams have a pretty good defense on that other side so it, it it's going to really see what's going on there dominic uh, wh- who do you got on this one see i am kind of torn i feel like if
1: the rams offense is going to click i think they can they can run through the C- seagulls defense but i don't know if that offense is 100% so Cooper, i will be Cup going is with
0: dealing is uh, it a sh-
1: shoulder wrist it? wrist it's
0: wrist. Wrist. So, questionable you but, but i think he will be playing
1: cup with a wrist and then you have Henderson I think they said it was his quadricep or something like that so I don't know if Henderson's playing he's been the lead back for him
0: I'm torn I think I'm gonna go with the Seagulls you can definitely tell that Dominic has those players on his fantasy team because he actually is bringing some hardcore injury analysis here on the podcast but I will go with the Seagulls as well by the way I'm feeling it a little bit Oh, shit. We getting drunk, Dominic, for wrestling. Stay tuned for that one, boys. Then we get Mr. X's Cincinnati Bengals coming off a bye, trying to dethrone the only undefeated team in the land, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They squeak past the, I don't even know if you, what you can call them, the dog shit Dallas Cowboys. Steelers kind of play down to their opponents. Do you think they'll do the same against Cincy? It is divisional. Maybe they can pull off the upset. Who knows? It will not happen.
1: Pittsburgh is going to go undefeated all season long up until playoffs and they're going to lose the first game
0: okay Dominic definitely is drunk i i I do i'm gonna this is gonna be me you know playing both sides here i do think since he will put up a fight he coming off a bye has some extra time to uh prepare for this but i will officially go with pittsburgh so when cincinnati beats them this week i can take credit and say that i told you so then finally in the uh Afternoon games. We get the San Francisco 49ers taking on the New Orleans Saints. 49ers still banged up. Kendrick Bourne after testing negative came back with another positive COVID test. Debo Samuel, I don't think will be playing. So, I mean, it's the 49ers. They're always banged up. I think the Saints will win. Don't know if it's going to be decisively so as much as it was on Sunday night, but Saints get the dub here.
1: 100% agree with you. And I texted to the audience and told her that. We're not even to wrestling yet, and I might be drunk, and she's not too happy.
0: Oh, this is going to be definitely fun. Okay, in the primetime games, we have the Baltimore Ravens, who were able to beat those uh, Colts in the second half, at least. First half didn't look so hot. They will be traveling to New England, who almost lost to the Jets. Dominic almost told you it was going to happen, but it did not. Baltimore, New England, who do you got?
1: Baltimore. I feel like they're just a far superior team to the jets or new England. Sorry. There
0: we go. Uh, I will go with Baltimore as well. A lot of question marks and asking what is going on with that offense. Uh, But I think the, we saw that that defense on new England is not very good. Offense is not that great either. So I think Baltimore might not have a fantastic game, but I think they're just that much better and they'll be able to, even on their, their worst day could still beat the Patriots. Then on Monday night, we have Dalvin cook taking on, the Chicago bears. Cause that's pretty much what the Minnesota Vikings are at this point. It's Dalvin cook. It's been the Dalvin cook show the past two weeks uh, going up against a staunch uh, bears defense. Dominic, do you think the bears can silence Dalvin cook and come out of Monday a winner?
1: I'll give, I'll give it to Minnesota. I feel like they're, I'm not going to say they're, they're definitely riding Dalvin cook. Definitely riding him. Which I'm willing to trade CMC for Dalvin Cook, if anybody's out there listening. But you have to throw in Stefan Diggs at least. You can suck my asshole. And um, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Minnesota.
0: I will go with Minnesota as well. I think that defense really has stepped up. They were just atrocious the first few games of the season, but I mean, I think we've seen that they are able to step up and they're getting a lot better. I mean, it's, it's kind of a young core, so obviously some some rookie bumps in the early. Part. So I think we're kind of see them getting along and they're finally that division winning team that I kind of picked them to be at the beginning of the season. Still don't think that's going to happen. I think the uh, Green Packers will still walk away with it, but I think Minnesota could sneak into the playoffs. Now, Thursday night, we, we have a really good Thursday night game. Once again, two weeks in a row, the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Seattle to take on the Seagulls. We have a battle of the birds. Dominic, so excited. And will these two teams light up the scoreboard like we think they will?
1: You know, I'm not one to promote uh, animal, any type of animal fighting, animal abuse, because you know, senior year my cat project was animal abuse, just to say. But this will be as what Jr. would say, a slobber knocker of a matchup. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. I mean, no,
0: Russell, Russell Ru- Wilson. Wilson, sorry.
1: <laughs> um, going against Kylo Murray, I think the Seagulls will take this one.
0: Fuck it, I'll go with the Cardinals to get the win. Uh, I was, you know, really high on the Cardinals, maybe falling off a little bit, losing to the Dolphins, but I do think the Dolphins are a good team. So I will go with Arizona, just mainly to be different, but I think this will be a close matchup. Dominic, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. It's time for... I see that that's a new one. I added that new one.
1: That, 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 that was new for Mr. X's questions of the week. Uh-huh.
0: Any hoots?
1: Any hoots? So, <clears throat> this is going to be a hard word for me to pronounce. Okay, you ready? But it, it, starts, it starts like this. Hi. Wonderful. Hi. Okay. Uh, <laughs> congrats on Trevor Bauer winning the Reds' first ever Cy Young Award. Now, Will the Reds screw this up and let him get away? This is why I didn't want to talk about it in the beginning when we start talking about it. I think the Reds will screw it up because the Reds just don't know what they're dealing with. I think he'll get a better deal from a better team. I'm sorry, Mr. X. I'm just, just talking
0: about how it is, bro. Brandon, how do you feel? So I think I'm going to take the field on this one. I think Trevor Bauer will sign somewhere else, but I'm not going to say the Reds are going to fuck it up. By any means, I think Trevor Bauer. He's a Cy Young winner. He's probably the hottest free agent out there. Uh, maybe Lindor or somebody else is traded, but I think he's definitely the top commodity right now on the free agent market. And I think there's a lot of viable options out there. I think you know the Yankees, the Angels, the Reds, the he's probably not returning to the Indians, but you know pretty much every team could use him. So I think that means a lot of people, I mean, we don't know what the money's going to be looking like with COVID, what the season's going to look like, what the playoffs will look like. So there's a lot of just question marks up in the air right now. I mean, winter meetings are going to be taking place virtually. So we're, we're just going to have to wait and see, but uh, I think the Reds definitely have a chance of getting them, but I don't, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a pizza. That's a really big pizza. So they're all kind of cutting mm. very small pieces.
1: Pizza. This is so good right now.
0: Anyways, on to the next question
1: which you've already talked about, which we didn't really go. We went in depth and not too much in depth, but it is how long does Tony Larusa have a job after this DUI? I think he will have it through the whole season, honestly. So,
0: mm. yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately he's going to keep this job, but now I don't know if they just shit the bed and don't make the playoffs. If that means he gets canned, that is a possibility. It's not going to happen. It, it, you're not going to give him this contract and give him one chance.
1: It, it, he's going to be there for at least two years, at least, but Um, on to a football question. Brandon, know how much you love football right now. Are we finally seeing the signs that it's time for Tom Brady to hang up after this latest loss? Excuse me, Mr. X. God damn. Breaking my heart. I mean, he has six titles now. He should have retired after his last Super Bowl win. What else does he have to prove? He has to prove the fact that he doesn't need Bill Belichick. Jesus Christ. God, I'm offended right now. Brandon, is it time for Tom Brady to retire?
0: No, I mean, as I said, I think Tom Brady is going to have a bounce-back game. From a fantasy perspective, Tom Brady hasn't had two back-to-back bad games, I think, maybe ever, but I'm not exactly sure how far that dates back. But, uh, you know, Tom Brady, I think he's going to bounce back. I think that New Orleans Saints defense, it's legit. I think it's, you know, people want to talk about the offense and what's going on with them, but people kind of sleep on the defense. And divisional matchup, you know, they kind of, I mean, they locked him down in the first game, so they did more of the same last week. But I think Tampa Bay will definitely make a run at it. Antonio Brown being a part of that wide receiver core, don't know what that means exactly because it was such a blowout. It's kind of hard to really take too much away from it. But Tom Brady, I mean, I haven't said last year like he's an old he's an old guy. He's going to show sometimes being really good and sometimes really bad. So last week it was not very it was very bad.
1: Does he have anything left left to prove though? Is the last part of the question. So does he have?
0: Anything I agree to with prove? you. Is it you know? It's kind of an ego thing that he does indeed, Bill Belichick. He's not a system quarterback.
1: Okay, great, 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 great. Oh, that is a last sports question. Now on to some wrestling question questions. Why is WWE doing a chronicle on Lana? That's actually a good question. Why are they doing one?
0: Because Lana is the best. Lana number one okay great good enough for me when will we see Samojo
1: Joe return to in-ring action i honestly don't think we will i think he's too injury prone i feel like he's going to come back get a push and get injured again so i don't not to say he won't come back but i don't think we'll see him in my opinion in a you know a full-time wrestling role in my opinion i could be wrong probably am but that's just me
0: so I finally I found the guy, Dominic, who followed (laughs) us on Instagram and then unfollowed us. So shout out or not shout out to Ray Delgado. He is a part of the Cleveland Indians organization, and he followed us for a cup of coffee and then unfollowed us. (laughs) What the hell, Ray? You know what?
1: I want you to reach out to him. I want you to DM him. And I want him to say, hey, I want you if it's possible.
0: He's a three stripes guy. He's an Adidas guy. No wonder. Nike Oof. checks over stripes, Ray. oh okay, yeah. Never mind. I was gonna tell him to reach out
1: to him and see if he wants to, you know, just do a quick, like, you know, couple questions or something like that. But you tell know, me.
0: you know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? What are you gonna do? Should I unfollow? Should I block? Unfollow. he's done. He's done. Oh damn it. He's dead, dead. That he's was dead our to me. Chance. He's dead to me. That was our chance
1: for him to plug us one day, you dick. But whatever. Anyways, last... no free clout. Okay, fine.
0: Even though we gave him a lot of clout. I mean, I didn't shout out his username. It's, you know, all combundled and stuff like that. So if you want to figure it out, you can go figure it out. Find him. Uh, who gives a shit? Anyways, last but not least, the greatest. Ray, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I love you very much.
1: The last, the God damn it. The greatest question of all time. So if you're listening to this podcast, you need to listen right now. Who will be the next viable contender for Asuka's title? Brandon, tell me right now one word who it is. Shayna Baszler. That's two words. I'll accept it. I will go with Charlotte because I feel like we haven't seen her in God knows how long. And she'll come back and beat her because that's just what WWE does. And with that being said, that is the last of Mr. X's questions. If you want to be just like Mr. X and have me be partially drunk and reading your messages on this podcast, email us at curveballs and see us at gmail.com. And then, Brandon, I don't know if you have any questions to, uh, you know. Actually, I
0: do. I Uh, I mean, I don't even know if I'd say it's a question. It was more like a statement. But every Friday, I post the same exact thing, asking people for questions on the Instagram, Curveballs and CS on the Instagram if you want to go follow. And I asked any questions for us. And uh, Big Fluff 13 didn't have an answer or didn't have a question. He just stated, fuck you. (laughs) Well,
1: let's be real here. What was the exact thing you you
0: sent out? Uh, Well, every time, every Friday. I post the Brody Lee tweet. It's Friday, you know what that means, because it's time for curveballs and chair shots. And okay, but what what did you caption this week? Quote: uh, Well, I I'm not saying I'm the person who runs the Instagram. I'm just saying curveballs and chair shots on Instagram stated another late night sleepy Do- another late night sleepy Dominic podcast. Send in those questions.
1: So whoever this sexy, mysterious handsome, well-endowed man Big Fluff is. I would assume it's a man.
0: Big Fluff 13.
1: Big Fluff 13.
0: Not to be confused with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, or 14.
1: Might have gotten a little offended about that. Just saying. So, you know, I have to say to a statement, well, thank you for the input, and uh, maybe Brandon will learn his lesson, right?
0: The person who runs Curveballs and Shirt Instagram might learn their lesson. Well, thank you for that. I, I might be saying thank you to
1: myself. I don't know. But, you know, you, you don't hey. want to be
0: worth saying thank you to hey. Taddy Mason who runs our Instagram.
1: I'm hey. sorry. K-Fabe.
0: K-Fabe. Hey,
1: fuck K-Fabe. Just saying. No one ever fucking listens to this part of the question.
0: You know, How many times have we been fucking doing this shit? No one's emailed me besides Mr. X. So you know what? I think... We had, hey, we had that one guy... On Facebook, asked you a question about Apollo Cruz. Okay.
1: Okay, but I also fucking paid
0: money for them to run a hey, fucking. can't hey, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just tired of this brand. I can't take it anymore. I'm fine my fucking uh, life. <laughs> Killing me with this shit.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe if you know, I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there. Maybe. We need one fan Haley to send in more questions. Thank you. That is what I was trying to say. A little buzzed, Might have come out wrong. So, good thing you said it. Let's move on to some wrestling before the studios can tell me because she's coming home right now.
0: Well, we have some very serious news to talk about, some late-breaking news. Zelina Vega, she has been released from WWE. She tweeted a few minutes before the announcement was made that she supports – I got this right. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Unionization unionization. I got that. Did not fuck it up. In again. the
1: eyes of
0: an angel. Need some Sarah McLaughlin to be playing right now. Anyway, so she tweeted at that out and then it comes out that she got released. And yeah, so we've talked about in the past WWE kind of monetizing the Twitch revenue that these wrestlers are having the independent contractor status and everything like that page has come out and talked some things. So, I mean, this is kind of something we've talked about in, you know, pretty much since we started this podcast, Dominic, and now we're kind of seeing some repercussions to where we don't exactly know what happened behind the scenes. I assume some news will come out sooner rather than later but it kind of looks like Selena Vega, who not only had a Twitch, but had only OnlyFans for cosplay, right? Calm the fuck down, everybody. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Uh, you know, it seems like she definitely liked the community she was a part of and wanted to continue that. And who knows what's going to be going on, but it seems like Vince is definitely dying on this hill of the Twitch and the third party and everything like that. So maybe Zelina Vega is the first head to roll and we might see more, whether someone, you know, the wrestling, the wrestlers will kind of get behind her or kind of, maybe not exactly unionize, but kind of get together and be like, look, you know, we ain't standing for this shit no more. Not to take anything away
1: from Zelina because I love her. Domic, I your think... thoughts
0: on unions. You've stated that you are anti-union, oh even though you are a part of a union or maybe you were a part of a union.
1: I think technically I am because I do have a valid, ibew card but anyway that, that that's besides the fact but i will say this i do love Zena vega i think everything she's done has been great in wwe her twitch her only everything wonderful great grand i will say it will take more than her to be released that will make people start wanting to unionize in wwe not saying that people don't i think it will take more uh, a bigger name or names to be released that will make people go, holy shit, fuck WWE. A lot of people, I mean, I know this in general have has caused a lot of upset, but I mean, it. Let, let's be honest here. It is one uh, not regular wrestler. So maybe it's going to take an Xavier Woods to be released that will make people start to go, holy shit. Not to say Xavier Woods is a big name, but he is a part of the new day. You take Xavier away from the new day. What do you have? You have Biggie and Kofi Kingston, not the a. new day. Huh? You just what? have day. Yeah, not a new day, just day.
0: Or the well, day. What Whatever. Xaver, if Xavier was is the new.
1: Oh, he's new. And then it's what? Biggie A and Kofi Day. So A day. A baby. Hey, baby. Anyways, but you have like Adam Cole who does his Twitch. You have Tyler hey, Breeze ba-bay. who does the Baby, baby, baby. Anyways, what I'm just saying is Lena Vega is the is the domino that will start to trickle down, that will have other people start to say, Hey, you know, you know what? I rather just go on the independence and fucking still have a Twitch than fucking be with you. And you know what? I think the biggest name to do it will be Paige, because Page, to me, is one of the biggest wrestlers in WWE who has a Twitch.
0: And you're not biased whatsoever. Paige, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, So, I mean, I've kind of talked about this, that when it comes to unionization in wrestling, it's always kind of hard. Jesse Ventura wanted to start a union, but then Hulk Hogan shot that down, brother. And this is just kind of what happens in wrestling. You know, the middle to lower card people are more than likely want to do the union. But then when it comes to the top dogs like Roman Reigns or John Cena or something like that, they really don't want a union because they're perfectly fine at the top and they don't want to diminish what they have and kind of, you know, quote-unquote like you know communism or socialism just you know the very tippy top having to give what they right they believe they rightfully deserve and they they did they don't want to you know kind of lower the water level for everybody to get a piece of the pie that they feel like they deserve the pie but i think we're well they do they shift. do deserve it though if you think about it they do deserve it i mean
1: they've worked their ass off they've you know done the best they could to get to that spot they do deserve it but you know,
0: and then there's people it, that are like, you know, I made it to WWE. I don't want to rock the boat, like Kevin Owens. Maybe he can do bigger, better things in AEW, but he's got a good gig in WWE. The check's clear. He's making money. It's his dream. Whatever. Exactly,
1: and you can't. There, there's two sides to every story. There's people that accept it and that don't accept it. I I do think it is a time this this day and age. Everything's so PC and everything's so, you know not to say that everybody's uptight but there are a lot of people who are uptight and you know maybe it's time to change change the way that Vince deals with certain things like that.
0: Do you think Alistair Black what do you think is going to happen with him?
1: I think he gets buried the fuck and he has to dig his way out himself honestly. I hope not but I think that's what's going to happen.
0: I kind of hope he gets released as well. Cause I, I mean, I, Zelina, I think she's a really good talker. I think when it comes to like wrestling wise, nothing, she doesn't really stand out to me. So I know people always say, Oh, go to AW and yeah, I mean, she's all right. I guess I think she would definitely be better in the talking role. Like I don't want to, you know, typecast and. Oh God, Dominic is just texted me saying that uh, he may and we not have to be going to the bathroom right now. So that means I have to stall. But uh I you know, Zelina Vega, she's she's okay. I think if you like pair up with the Lucha Bros or something or another like that, I mean that's cool. But uh I think she will she's fine doing her Twitch thing and doing stuff on the internet and everything like that. Now, Zelina Vega likes to play video games. She doesn't really I don't know if she's ever really played WWE games on her Twitch, but we have The release or the news of AEW games came out this past week. Kenny Omega and others ran a uh, Steve Jobs parody presentation and they announced they have a console game for this gen and next gen coming out probably sometime next year. And they also have a general manager mobile game and a casino mobile game coming out the casino game will come out in december or winter time while we don't know what's going on with the general manager game so we've been discussing. well not we i guess but you know aw games has kind of been in the works and we we're kind of wondering what's gonna be going on don't know how much the pandemic usually put a halt to this but we're finally getting uh some footage we're getting some more information coming out with this news i think it's exciting aw came out and said that the console game will be paired with yukes a longtime wwe uh, developer they want to do it more in the style of wwf no mercy on n64 which is widely regarded as the best wrestling video game of all time now, i mean personally i've never played it but if a lot of people like it it must be good so if that is kind of the direction they're going they had some i don't know if you would call it like gameplay because it really wasn't a gameplay. It was more like a cutscene. was the biggest fan of the graphics and the styling. I like more of like a simulation type of uh game. This one seemed a little more bit more arcadey, but Kenny did kind of compare it more to uh, NBA jam and NFL blitz, which I love those games. So if it's kind of like that and it's as well worked and well developed and whatever like that. Cool. Dominic, have you come, have you came back from your little trip i mean
1: what are you talking about man i've been here just waiting for you to stop talking i don't know what you're talking about i will say this though brandon the game they need to model this after is not WWF no mercy it should be wwf here comes the pain i mean god damn it smackdown here comes the pain because that game for me i played that when it came out and then a couple years after, when the, you know, I think it was like Spectrum versus Raw came out, but then I went back and played that because I think that game is just so great, Brandon. So hopefully it's not, you know,
0: I don't like WWF. I'm just saying, you know, that's just me. But so do you, agree by the with way, me I, that you kind of want more of a sim game than like an arcade type of game?
1: Yeah, I, I would, I would, yes, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, and then the other thing I got to add to it is, I, I, I do kind of get a little bit of a chuckle out of the Steve Jobs kind of parody. But with everything that Apple's going through with Fortnite, come on, man. You got to stay strong with the independent team. You should you should be supporting Fortnite and being like, fuck Apple. Come on, man.
0: Yeah, fuck Apple. While I have my iPhone and I'm recording this on my MacBook. and And I have my
1: iPhone and my Apple headphones and I'm looking at my TV, and it's a,
0: what kind of TV is this? This
1: is a uh, sure
0: element. You, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I don't have an Apple TV, because I don't make those. So, for now. Never know? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm in the future. Woo-hoo. I mean, we all know in like 20 years, we're going to be run by Amazon, Disney, Shout out to Donnie. Apple.
1: I haven't, I just thought of his name right now. Shout out to Donnie if you're listening, Donnie. But not
0: Fingy's Donnie. Who? Not Fingy's Donnie. Who the fuck is Fingy's Donnie's? Donnie. My Donnie? No. Fingy's dummy. Donnie. dummy, Dummy. Dummy. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Anyways, Donnie. Who's drunk? Donnie, drunk. You Donnie drunk?
1: haven't talked to you in a while, my brother. Hope all is well.
0: All right. Then we have uh, Full Gear happened this past Saturday. I did a recap on the other podcast if you want to hear my more in-depth thoughts. Dominic, do you have any kind of overarching thoughts? Uh, Thoughts on the show I thought it was pretty good But once again It did run a tad bit long I think it's kind of more AEW wanting to give people Their money's worth But for 50 bucks I want a good Clean Three hours Maybe three and a half But You know Stretching it to four A little too much
1: I mean Obviously I didn't get to watch it Because I was working You know I'm just gonna throw it out there AEW If you're listening Cody, Kenny Whoever Is in charge Tony Whoever I'm off on Sundays. Can we get a pay-per-view on a motherfucking Sunday, bro? Please?
0: I like the the pay-per-views on Saturday. It doesn't doesn't mess up with the football.
1: Yeah, but then when football's over and you're on Saturdays, I mean, like, really? I'm off on Sundays. Can we just, like, move it to Sunday sometimes? Come on, man.
0: That's the WWE's gimmick. and UFC and boxing and, for the most part, all the big events were always Saturdays. That's just a WWE thing.
1: Okay, well, then can we do it to where, like, you know, maybe they have a pay-per-view on a Sunday when then the next day is, like, Memorial Day where I don't have to work so that I can get shit-faced at your house and then, you know.
0: Or we just go there
1: on Memorial Day? Like, maybe it's, like, in Vegas or something? I mean, I'm just saying, you know, if they want to throw it in Vegas again, which I would love to get away because, you know, we have rewards
0: to use, buddy. I thought you've used all your rewards because someone had to go to Washington.
1: Hey, hey, I did, and it was a fucking good time. You watch your mouth. The big dog will hear about this, Brandon.
0: All right, let's get into the AEW Dynamite recap, the uh, post-show, I guess, of Full Gear. They kick off with Brian Cage defeating Matt Seidel, retaining the FTW title. Taz was on commentary. Uh, Taz, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage come out, cut a promo, talk about Darby. They're finally ranked, blah, 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 blah. Really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a good, you know, kind of mix of bigger guy, smaller guy, and I really did like the finishing sequence here. Uh, kind of, you know, not a thrown-together match by any means, but I thought it was a good, solid match between these two guys here.
1: I I, I,
0: I enjoyed it. But I'll, I'll just say that the glass breaking is the studio audience here.
1: Well, just wait, because you just texted me open the door, and you, you totally threw it to me at the same time, so I couldn't uh... – I'm in a tank top shorts, opening the front door, looking at the studio. Where the fuck is she? She ain't even here. The fuck?
0: She said, no, open the just door. Like, just like you when you said, oh, we're going to start. Give me five. And 20 minutes later, here we are.
1: Oh, there she is. She just pulled. She just drove by right now. Um gotta be quiet because, you know, everybody's asleep in the house.
0: But I will say Evan Bourne, whatever his name is, un- underrated. Now we have maybe the most. Talked about most newsworthy segment of Dynamite. We had Cody Rhodes. Yes, he has his name back. Uh, he comes out, cuts a promo, reacting to his loss to Darby Allen. Says he's not going to challenge for the title. I think he walked a fine line of being a babyface without being too heelish of saying like, oh, you know, you know, I could challenge for the title and take the title off of Darby if I wanted to. But I really don't want to do that. So Darby, you know, I'll gift you the title for now. And then uh, Jade Cargill comes out and interrupts him. I had no idea who the hell she was. I think that was kind of the presumption that she weren't supposed to know who she was. And she just kind of runs down Cody, says he's a giant killer, name drops Shaq. And then Brandy comes out, gets all angry, and uh, they go back and forth. So a lot of happening here in this segment.
1: Now, do you think they name drop drop Shaq just because... You know, store star quality, or do you think Shaq will actually appear in AEW?
0: Brandon, I think Shaq will do something now. Will it be a match? Not a hundred percent sure. I think, I mean, Shaq has been with WWE, he's done some things. He was backstage of Full Gear, saw him on being the elite. But the thing is, if Cody takes on Shaq, Shaq has to be the babyface because Shaq is always a babyface, and Cody. We've talked about it. Maybe he's going to turn heel sooner rather than later. We don't exactly know, but uh, it was it, it's chapter one. So I don't want to read too much into exactly what happened. I think the big takeaway from, not the big takeaway, but kind of the negative for me was, wasn't the biggest fan of Brandy and kind of her delivery kind of, you know, going over the top and being the angry black woman, something that she never really does, which I kind of understand why they went there because she never does it. But it's like, I feel like it was kind of a tired trope and I didn't think we need to go there.
1: Well, I mean, it, it just depends on everyone's perspective. I mean, I didn't really under... Uh, I, I don't see Brandy anything like that, so that's why I, I just felt a little awkward when she came out and was kind of not herself, in my opinion. I know, I, I know everybody gets heated and they say certain things and they act a certain way, but it just felt a little awkward to me. But no, she she just come. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's to me, it felt scripted. But we'll have to see what happens next week. And if there's anything that goes on with this so-called feud.
0: And then afterwards, you know, uh, Taz and his buddies come out and try to attack Cody Darby makes a save. will Hobbs there. So setting up a tag team match, will, which will happen next week. We're going to John Moxley promo, uh, very baby you know, fighting for everyone who can't fight for themselves. And they announced that December 2nd, we will get John Moxley defending his AEW world title against Kenny Omega. Uh, they caught up with Kenny. He, it's a little bit of a promo in the parking lot, but still not going super heel the way we kind of think. Name drops the cleaner, New Japan, and everything like that. So he's kind of leaning into the idea of doing it, but he hasn't done it yet.
1: I wasn't paying attention, Brandon. I was too busy talking to the lovely and esteemed studio audience. Everybody, give it up for studio audience. Everybody, studio audience. You want to say anything? Hurry the fuck up. She said, "Fuck Brandon." So that's close enough to me. Anyways. Kenny Omega, fuck him.
0: Well, already then. Uh, then we have a bunkhouse match. We have the Natural Nightmares taking on Butcher and Blade. This was a, a bloody gore fest. Didn't think it needed to be that. I understand it's a hardcore match, but I think for a few that was basically built up on dark that no one really watches, to have a you know a gory match like this on television. Felt like it was a tad bit over the top. That's coming from someone who is a fan and thinks there should be blood implemented in wrestling.
1: I mean, there's a difference between having blood and a gory match. I mean, let me ask you this: You're, you're. I mean, probably stupid for me asking, but you're in favor for blading and not getting it the hard way, correct? I feel like blading is a little safer than
0: you know jamming your head up against a ring post trying to cut yourself open.
1: No, but. Now I'm no doctor here, but aren't there better places to cut to where it bleeds, but not like gushing? It's all just you gotta
0: do it the right way, brother.
1: I think we just do some research, research here, Brandon, and figure out where to cut. So you gotta if watch you don't, uh,
0: Wrestling Exposed or whatever that NBC special was.
1: Oh, I was gonna say you can come over here and I can. Just you, ever cut the that face show? Up.
0: you ever watch that show? You ever watch that special?
1: Every once in a while, but I was thinking more of you and me can just start cutting each other in the face and see what happens.
0: Mm, hard pass. We have the MJF inner circle introduction. Uh, you know, more MJF, Chris Jericho with shenanigans. Sammy said he wasn't invited, but MJF said he was invited. So kind of sprinkling in the beginnings of uh, MJF and Sammy, maybe having a feud or a match. Uh, Sammy thought was dead coming after the uh, elite deletion, but no, he's back a week later. Good for him. They're going to Vegas, baby.
1: Vegas, great, wonderful. Kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, you know, building up to uh, Vegas, but whatever. No no big deal.
0: Uh, We get a Young Bucks promo backstage with Alex Marvez, uh, kind of tying up a loose end of them super kicking Marvez. And I mean, they weren't like super baby faces by any means, but, you know, kind of apologizing and, taking responsibility for their actions. It was fine. It's kind of similar to the Kenny thing of like, well, not exactly the same thing, but it's like, you know, maybe they should have defined their characters a little better, a little quicker than kind of having the same drag out like it has.
1: I mean, I feel like that that's the biggest issue with a W in whole is that I feel like they're like either right before we're starting to get a feel for a certain character or a storyline they switch it or it, you know, we're trying to get an explanation for something and then they switch it. it they're not, they're not just letting it play out in, in a certain way. Not, not to say they're not giving their wrestlers creative control, but I feel like they're not letting it play out to a certain extent. That would be my only negative takeaway that, you know, they could have played this out a little
0: bit differently. Then we get Sean Spears defeating Scorpio Sky, this was supposed to take place, I believe, last week or maybe on the pay-per-view, but Sky tested or not, didn't test positive but was in close contact, so he was off the show. Uh, Sean Spears gets the win with a loaded glove. I mean, the match was all right. It was fine. I think I understand where they're coming from, kind of building up Sean Spears, kind of getting some – I think they're fine on the baby face front. They need to build up some more heels, and I think Sean being kind of the mid-card guy to possibly take on Darby for the TNT title or somewhere in that range. It's fine.
1: Now I don't know if you feel the same way, but I definitely feel like Sean Spears should be and will be the next (laughs) TNT champion. I feel like he's given so much to the company and he's you know been there for almost the beginning, but he definitely deserves it. I mean, being in WWE, he didn't get shit. I, I think he's a good enough wrestler. Mike skills charisma everything I feel like he has a good enough you know grasp on everything that he could be it so I don't know how you feel about it do you think he will be a champion in AEW and let me rephrase do you think he'll be a singles champion in AEW
0: I think eventually he'll probably win a title but for me personally I think he's a little bland I'm not the biggest fan of him I think I would rather see Ricky Starks take the title off of darby if we have to pick one or the other I think he's kind of a fresher act you know he was he doesn't have the wW stink on him quote-unquote but I d- I'm just not really feeling what uh Sean Spears is doing it's better than 10 gimmick I will give him that but I still think he is a little bland
1: oh I didn't I didn't know if you were gonna send that back to me so I don't really have anything to say besides I'm a purple 10.
0: you're a purple 10 I don't know what I said we get Ty Conti defeating Red Velvet. It was a women's match. We had a uh, Anna Jay at ringside, and you know, kind of trying to help her out. Maybe Ty Conti joins the Dark Order. I mean, it, I think I feel like this was kind of just like a women's match, so they can have a women's match. wasn't you know wasn't spectacular by any means.
1: I mean, I don't I I don't want to state the obvious here, Brandy, but we always state. Women's Division AEW, not the best. Zelina Vega, I'm not going to say, you know, she doesn't really have the credentials as a Sasha Banks and Bailey A Becky Lynch as Charlotte, but do you think adding her into that fold in 90 days will up their level?
0: Well, for those who were listening earlier on in the podcast, you may or may not have taken a piss break, so I've already kind of established and kind of talked about this. Not exactly, you know, that high on Zelina Vega as an uh, in ring talent. I think manager, talking wise, character wise, I, I like her. I just don't know as a wrestler. And I've kind of stated this you don't want to, on AEW, don't want to have too many WWE people on your roster and kind of have seem like WCW or TNA. I, I feel like she's like Al, Alistair Black. I think he's that guy. I really am high on him. I think he could have been something in WWE. Don't think he's gonna be able to crawl out the hole even that he's in right now, let alone if he's buried even more. And but Zelina, on the other hand, I I've never seen her like on the indie scene, but what I've seen in WWE in ring-wise doesn't really stand out to me.
1: But then again, you gotta remember that it's WWE. So they probably, you know, choreographed it a little bit different than what she can do. So I think she'll honestly go there, make a name for herself, prove that she's a dominant wrestler, prove that she can be just as good as on the mic and in the ring. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see her in the future.
0: Is she going to join Miro and Kip Sabian because they all like to play video games? Probably. Uh, In the main event, we had Pentagon taking on and defeating his brother, Ray Phoenix, in the rematch from a few weeks ago. Uh, Eddie Kingston was on commentary. Really good match. thought maybe the first one was a tad bit better, but the main storyline here was Eddie Kingston kind of sort of not really turning on Ray Phoenix, really embracing more Pentagon. And then we have Pac making his return, setting up, looks like a feud between Pac and Eddie Kingston, maybe a tag team match with the Lucha Bros split. Uh, really, I mean, match itself was all right, but I really did enjoy the ending segment with Eddie Kingston doing his shit on the mic and then Pac coming in, you know, like a battle to hell in the intensity he brings.
1: I mean, I I can't just say this enough. I'm so happy he's back. I not not that I take anything away from the feud. He's going to be in, but I just feel like he can he can be so much more utilized with Darby Allen. The the matches they could have with the Daredevil from Darby and the high flying the accurate the accurate high flying from from Pac would be phenomenal. So I don't. I, I'm kind of not not that I don't want this feud, but realistically I really don't want it I'd rather have him being straight thrown into the TNT title with 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 Alan so
0: I think this is a good introductory feud for Pac to come back I think Eddie Kingston is kind of what he's going to be he's going to lose most of the big matches he's in and I think this is a way to get Pac back get the win and maybe move on to the TNT title or maybe even move on to the world championship I mean I don't know if we want to make predictions right now but I I'm wondering if Omega takes that title off of Moxley kind of because of the New Japan commitments and maybe Moxley having to drop the U S title, but kind of looking if Pac is a baby face, which in this feud right now, he is going up against Kenny having the rules reversed, the cleaner taking on Pac. I mean, six years ago, everyone, people would have just paid millions of dollars to see that match. Cause that thing would have been the hottest thing going and we're going to be getting it. I would not have paid a million dollars, but. I I was almost going to say like people would be like killing for it, but I didn't want to like get that graphic. So I had to like, yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't pay a million dollars, but okay. I'm sorry. My analogies are not that great. Dominic. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm a failure. (laughs) You don't need to say that twice. I understand that fully. (laughs) All right, let's get in to NXT. Speaking of failures, Johnny Gargano failed to defend the North American championship again. He came out with a gimmicked wheel because we all know Johnny Gargano loves wheels, spins the wheel and lands on Leon Ruff. Ruff gets the win over Johnny Gargano. Damien Priest was in the crowd, didn't exactly get his hands on Gargano and really, you know, mess it up too, too much. But Ruff gets the win. Gargano, you know, being the shitty little heel he is, was crying all over the place. I absolutely love this. I thought this was fantastic. Reminiscent of the one, two, three kid and Scott Hall. I think this worked perfectly.
1: Now, the only thing I got to ask is how long does he hold the title for? Because I feel like it's not going to be very long until we see a new NXT North American champion, just saying.
0: I mean, he doesn't have to hold it forever. But I think you can kind of tell the story of, you know, Leon Ruff maybe lucking his way into a few new matches. And I think it's this is, you know, really good storytelling because Gargano was such an undersized heel that it's kind of hard for him to... You know, be the bigger guy. And, but yet they found another person who's even smaller than Gargano. And I think Leon Ruff is really talented. I haven't seen really anything from him, but what I've heard is people really like his work. So for right now, the role he's playing is the scrappy underdog babyface against the bigger Gargano, which is something we don't really see from Gargano all that much. So
1: is it just me? Cause I'll be honest with you, when I saw it, it was Leroy. Wait, say his name one more time. I'm sorry,
0: Leroy Jenkins. I was, I was gonna say Le- Leroy Rush, is that right? Leon Ruff, not Leo Le- Rush. Leon Ruff, that's what I
1: thought it was. I thought they re signed him, and I was that like, a
0: Leo Rush, who apparently may or may not be a Power Ranger,
1: sure. But for a second,
0: I was like, Holy shit,
1: he's gonna he be in a Power back? Ranger movie if you didn't know. I did not know that. What, wait, what, what, uh, what Ranger do you
0: know? Well, he's gonna be in a Power Ranger movie. I don't exactly know if he's gonna be a Power Ranger.
1: I mean, I'm just saying. Definitely, definitely not Red Ranger. He's more like, you know, pink. He's a bitch. But I really thought it was Leroy Rush, and I was like, well, they brought him back. I thought he was, you know, hated or something like that. But um, when I saw it was this different person, I, you know, contemplated how long the integrity of the title. You know, is this going to be just a one off kind of like storyline? Johnny's going to come win it back. So we have to wait and see.
0: Next up, we had. Uh... I almost did it again. Santos Escobar, not Pablo Escobar, defeated Jake Atlas to retain his Cruiserweight Championship. I thought it was a really good match. We saw this match a few weeks ago, I believe, and it kind of was really short. Uh, these guys showed what they can do. Escobar gets the win again, continuing his reign. Wish Atlas. I think, honestly, Atlas can be a lot more than what he's been used right now, but that's just kind of the role he's in. I, I agree with you, but
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. They need to... T- take this title away from escobar it's getting kind of redundant old bland now now hear me out hear me out i would love to see enzo one more time but not when this out it's just a one-off just it's just to see how people react just saying
0: all right dominic give dominic the book damn it uh, raquel gonzalez was supposed to take on Zia lee but She did not come out. Instead, Boa came out and said that she could not compete. So instead, Raquel Gonzalez beat up Boa. Uh, And then uh, some older, I presume Chinese man came out and uh, gave Boa a letter, put some ink on his hand, and they bowed. And that was that. So continue on with this storyline. You know, I guess Chinese people beat together because they're Chinese. They're going to start a faction. Why? Because they're Chinese.
1: I thought Xia Lee was like in hot water with WWE or something like that. I thought.
0: I know, Dominic. You said it. If, it. If you, if I don't you said know it, if you're going to bring something else, us. Bring something else. Bring something. Else. Bring something uh, up. OK, never mind. About Ignore
1: it. it. Ignore it. Just move on. I'm hungry. Want to go eat?
0: What's for dinner? I guess I like got peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't know. Damn. Cannot wait for that. Uh, Candice LeRae defeats Tony Storm. Candice uh, rolls up Tony with the feet on the ropes. Solid match. I think they can definitely have a better one. Not the biggest fan of a shitty finish, especially with Tony. Kind of want to protect her. Uh, but then once again, you, it would know, have a no DQ or a you know disqualification finish. We had Scream or Ghostface, whatever the fuck his name is, comes out. And big shocker, it was Indy Hartwell the whole time, even though Indy Hartwell has been aligned with Candice for like a month now.
1: I mean, I, I feel like if you, nobody knew that, it was kind of. Yeah, I even knew it was Indy. So that's uh, so why I'm kind of like, if you didn't know it was Indy.
0: If Dominic knows who's under the mask and you didn't <laughs> exactly.
1: you know, I mean, you got to get yourself checked out. You you need to stop drinking more than I do.
0: Timothy Thatcher took on Dexter Loomis and Thatcher won. I thought this was a clever little uh, finish here with Thatcher, uh, you know, tying up Loomis and getting the uh, roll up. I think it's kind of a nice way of giving Thatcher the win, which I think he, de- he not desperately, but r- should have got the win here loomis i've kind of said not the biggest fan of his and then we get Cameron grimes I, I for some reason i thought Cameron grimes was his indie name but it's not that's trevor lee Cameron grimes uh beats up dexter loomis puts a bag over his head and then he cuts a promo later saying he doesn't want to look into those scary eyes so uh, unfortunately it kind of looks like we're building towards a blindfold match dominic which is terrible but
1: i mean i guess we get a you know go through some terrible times to get to the good times
0: hard times one might say then we get a Tomaso Champa sit down promo in the garage or whatever and dominic as i think he kind of talked about in the uh, union unionization part of the show uh, or somewhere or another i forget uh tomaso champa kind of called out the 2020 locker room kind of calling them soft you know I don't exactly, I mean, you can read into it to what you will, but it was kind of like, you know, the old man talking about, you know, this generation is soft and they don't know how to handle things and it's all different back in my day, blah, 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 blah. Ciampa, presumably, is a babyface. What he's saying could be a babyface move or a heel move. Don't exactly know which direction he's going here, but Dominic, what do you think is going on with Ciampa?
1: I, I, I think he's, and I could be terribly wrong, which I've been known to be. I feel like wrong. they're trying. I think they're trying to mold him into like an NXT Stone Cold where, you know, he's just going to say what he wants to say. Doesn't matter if you like it or not, but it is what it is. You know, he's a badass who can kick your ass and yet he can be funny, yet he can be, you know, caring and, emp- emp- is it empathetic? Empathetic. Empathetic. But. Empanada? You know. Sorry, you're hungry. for that. I'm fucking starving. Don't say empanadas, please. But. I, I feel like they're molding him into that type of t- in, into, the, in, into that type of character. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more of him being kind of just like come on, you pansies, let's go let's come fight.
0: We get a Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai Prime Target video package. Uh, I mean, more of the same for what we've seen from uh, NXT. Really good hype package. More want to talk about the match next week, Dominic. Uh, Rhea really talking about 2020 was off to a hot start. Now it's all kind of come crashing down. She thought she was going to be in front of 80,000 people. Best time of her life. And then she's in front of nobody. And then she loses the title. I was maybe reading too much into the win. Maybe she loses against Io in this one and then possibly turns heel. Dominic, what do you think happens next week in the women's title match?
1: You know, I'm not going to speculate anything right now, Brandon. I'm going to leave that to the listeners. I don't want to give my my uh, my analysis. I I, I want I want if Travis is still listening, I want Travis to have to watch NXT to figure out what's going to happen next.
0: AKA. Dominic and the studio audience, or maybe mostly the studio audience, really wants to survey the fuck up, so Dominic can't talk too much. Uh, then we get Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan taking on Brizongo for the tag team titles. Burch and Lorcan get the win. Uh, the segment started off with Pat McAfee cutting, kind of a quicker promo, but uh, kind of more of the same here. No one era to be seen, so maybe they'll make the big run in. Uh, you know, maybe next week or the week after. Drake Maverick tries to stick up for his big buddy Killian Dane, but in the end, Birch and Lorkin retain and beat Brizongo. More good work from Pat and everybody involved. Really enjoying this stuff here.
1: I'm happy that you're enjoying it, Brandon. But you know, I need Pat McAfee to start getting his ass beat a little bit more. I feel like he's, you know, he's going to be there. He needs to be there and get his ass beat. And then I need. So are you saying
0: that Pat McAfee is being annoying? And you really want to see him get his ass kicked, but he's not getting his ass kicked right now, but you really want to see it when it happens.
1: Yes. Oh my God. You're so right, Brandon. Oh my God, Would that, almost would like that be
0: like he's doing his job, right? I mean, kind of. And he's like almost like they're building to maybe some big culmination match of maybe, you know, war games or something. I don't know. Yes. Okay, let's get on to it finally with everyone's favorite show that we always love to talk about so in-depthly, which is definitely a word. Uh, we have Raw, Miz TV, uh, more Miz and Morrison being fucking cringy assholes. Uh, we have a big match next week for the WWE title, Orton and McIntyre. I haven't seen SmackDown yet, but I see did see that Drew McIntyre made an appearance on SmackDown, so possibility building the match between him and Roman, I don't know. But uh, Dominic, what do you think is going on with Orton and McIntyre one more time next week? It's to- I re- you done talking?
1: Because I'm trying to do a podcast here still. I don't give a fuck. It's not time to be do doing a fucking podcast at 11 o'clock at night almost. Anyways, I don't want to see it. I know Vince wants to see it. But maybe we'll have a little switcheroo. They seem to switch all the rest of the
0: title matches be at Survivor, Survivor Series. So maybe we'll see a switch. So elegantly stated, Dominic. And then finally, we have Ali taking on and defeating Ricochet. Oh my God, Retribution actually won a match. Ali and Ricochet, you know, these two are going to put on a damn good match. Unfortunately, it could have been other better circumstances, but Ali gets the win here, choking out Ricochet, getting it done. Don't exactly know what that means for Retribution going forward, but, uh you know, it was a good match. And uh, I guess that's all we can ask for at the moment.
1: I mean, I have to ask it, but, you know, Ricochet seems to be the only person not really in a faction anymore. Do we see him going anywhere, or do you think he'll just stay a singles competitor?
0: I'll be honest. I was too busy uh, reading the Instagram because on the Instagram, if you want to follow Kruppels and church Shots, you know, we kind of like to have some fun. And so uh, whoever it was who posted, it, maybe it was a little Taddy Mason. Maybe it was me. I don't know. But someone posted a, uh, is Zelina Vega's tweet of I support unionization. And then the very next thing on the story, it says WWE has come to terms on the release of Zelina Vega. We wish her all the best on her future endeavors. And then the lovely, funny person who is running the Instagram over there, curveballs and chair shots, then proceeds to put on the scene in the Incredibles where the whatever teacher says, coincidence, I think not. Dominic, do you think it's a coincidence or is it not? That Zelina Vega tweeted out that thing and then just 5 minutes later it got released.
1: Are you just now like are you really going through
0: our our Instagram right now? Well, it was because my brother literally just replied to it. So I had to call him out on the podcast cuz he doesn't understand you know what a coincidence is. Oh, okay. Well, Josh, coincidence is I don't know. You explain it. I'm 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 nowhere capable of explaining it. But I want to hear you not being able to explain it can explain it. And is this the end of the podcast? By the way, because I want to go eat. Is this the end of the podcast? You can. O- it's only the end of the podcast if you tell me what you're gonna eat.
1: I told you that peanut butter jelly sandwich. Unless, unless, mother made something for dinner that I can eat still, which I don't know. I haven't. You're telling me the you didn't yet. raid the, re-
0: the Boy, refrigerator just down there. Saying, Hi. Good night. Goodbye. Good bang. And you
1: know, I could I could go. Hi. Goodbye. Good bang. Make bang bangs and leave. But I don't know if that's the end of the podcast. It is. Is it though? He doesn't say it is, but I'm saying it is. Wait, are you in charge of his Kerbos- yes. chair shots? You are? Are you Brandon? No, because you're way too pretty to be a Brandon. I
0: have a bigger dick than
1: Brandon, too. You though. do have a bigger dick than Brandon. So, with that being said, Dominic is signing off because Dominic is hungry. Dominic is hungry. Dominic is Who hungry. Who is a bigger Brandon. dick?
0: You or a studio audience? Definitely studio audience.
1: A.K.A. Okay. orders How do you know it was about (laughs) dicks? Dicks, I heard it. Oh, you can hear him? Yeah. Ooh. Better watch your mouth, Brandon.
0: Okay. Are we done? But I I mean, do I have to say the magic words for it to be over or can we just end it? i mean if you don't say the magic words
1: then it's not really the end of the podcast which means they're gonna be left hanging so why don't you just you know maybe say half of it and then you know maybe just maybe you'll do like a special like 10 second podcast tomorrow or something
0: maybe because you know normally when we end the podcast i would just say goodbye and good night (laughs) bang